morning, everyone. Good to see you guys here today. My name is Mark Klepsig, and I co-lead a community group here at the church. And we're glad that you guys have taken time out of your week to come and be with us and worship together and hang out. Um, 
If you're our guest this morning, we do have a free gift for you, a book that's called How Good is Good Enough. So please feel free to grab one of those at the guest resource table to my left uh, for yourself or family member or friend. Uh, that's our gift to you. Um, we'd love for everybody here to fill out a connection card, and that's just how we kind of get to know what's going on with you. Um, you can put prayer requests in there, and the staff will pray for you throughout the week. Uh, let us know if there's updates on things that we've been praying for you. That would be great as well. Um, if you're a regular here, just fill out whatever makes sense to you. And if you're a guest, whatever's comfortable for you to share. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, there's an online version as well. It's civalhambra.com slash Sunday. You can find uh, sermon notes as well as um, the connection card there. If you prefer to do things digitally, I'm, I'm one trying to get rid of paper. So um, for those that support the church, we're very, very grateful. Um, we're very well supported. If you'd like to give, you can continue to give online or uh, the offering uh, envelope that's in your program can be dropped in the bucket again on the table to my left. And we are very appreciative. So the announcement I have is really next week, we're doing church a little differently, the way sort of the early church did, where they shared meals around a table together. We'll be having tables set up here in the courtyard and do church around the table, uh, get to know the people uh, there at your table. We'll be, have some discussion questions and really just get to know one another and have a couple of testimonies. And importantly, breakfast. So we'll be sharing a meal around the table uh, next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Come hungry. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys there. And once again, we're really glad that you're here with us this week. If we'll uh, continue to stand and we'll uh, worship together before Randy comes and gives a message. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Well, I want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day um, to all the dads who are here. Um, we want to celebrate you guys and while we have our uh, donuts out there. Um, but we know that Father's Day is, uh, can be painful for a variety of reasons for a lot of people. Um, and so whether, however you're celebrating, however you're remembering, we want to come before our Heavenly Father knowing that He really is the perfect Father. And so as we sing these songs, uh, I'd encourage you to really thank Him for who He is. Um, he says in, uh, in Psalm, says in one, in the psalmist says in Psalm 103, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, and he remembers that we are dust. And how deep Father's love for us. How vast beyond all men. That he should give his only son To make a wretch his treasure How great the pain of searing love The father turns his face away the chosen one bring many sons to glory
should I? Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my have paid my
offer our lives to you, we offer our hearts to you, we pray that you would speak through your servant Randy this morning, that everything you want to impart to us, we would understand and we would hear with open hearts and open ears. We love you, we ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, amen. You guys can have a seat. Good morning. Happy Father's Day to you dads. It's really important to have fathers in the world who are following the Lord. I'm the senior pastor of Church in the Valley, Ontario Ranch, so there's a similarity. We were one congregation, but now we're two. And I'm very grateful for the folks who have taken the responsibility to make this campus or church go now it's it was a campus of ontario or we were two campuses but now we're you're your own church that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) and so that's good i'm gonna talk about the framework that god has for our lives and how we meet need to make sure Uh, that we're fitting into his framework. This this is the way uh, that we find meaning and purpose. We find it inside the framework that God has given us for life. And dads who follow Christ should aim to lead their families to live within this framework. We, we should try to make our decisions fit the framework of God's purpose for our lives. A photograph with this, when the subject isn't in the frame uh, defeats the purpose of the photograph. Here's a picture. You, you, their heads are cut off. That's a bummer. I think that was taken a long time ago. And, you know, you couldn't tell exactly if it was in the frame, but so I'll give them a break, but you can't tell who these guys are. Um, As dads lead their families, the very best thing is for everybody involved to, for them to lead within the framework of God's purpose. God gives us the freedom to choose whether or not we go his way. He, he gives us the freedom to make choices to do his will or not. And it's a risk he takes because he wants to have a genuine re- relationship with us. He, he wants our hearts to be free, but focused on following him by, by our choice. This means that the road of our lives has twists and turns to it because we don't always do his will his way. Engineers who design roads, I understand, try to make interstates boring, not boring, sorry, not boring. (laughs) That would be a bummer. But several of them are, frankly. They're, They're straight roads, but... Anyway, they they try to make interstates interesting, not boring. The freedom the Lord gives 
makes life interesting to say the least. And in the twists and turns of life, he wants us to discover the truth that joy and meaning in life come when we align with his purposes for us. The reality is that God's purpose for us prevails. Psalm 138.8 says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Also, Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. This, this is encouraging or frightening, depending on whether or not you're trying to do God's will. There, there are many examples in history of very powerful people being used by God for his purpose when they were working against him. For instance, Pharaoh was unwittingly used for God's purpose Romans 9.17 says, For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power to you, or in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. The, the Pharaoh of Egypt was the most powerful king on earth in his time. And God turned his heart, the hearts of kings, Scripture says, are in the hands of God. He turns them one way or the other. And God turned his heart to accomplish his will and purpose. For this very purpose, I raised you up. In spite of Pharaoh's resistance, God showed his power to free the Israelites from slavery to the Egyptians. You can read the story in Exodus 1 through 15. It's a good one. I recommend you reading it. Um, what all this means is we need to be careful to know and follow God's guidelines for our lives as they've been revealed in Scripture. So let's look at how to dig into how to discover God's purpose for our lives. If we know God's general will and ways, we can discover our specific purpose. So first, we need to get to know God's will revealed in Scripture. Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13 says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? We need to know what God requires of us, and that's found in Scripture. But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. The commandments and the statues, statues of the Lord reveal the will of God. You know, I've done some teaching on the need to know the will of God in a seminar that I've called the building blocks of decision-making in which I show how to make wise decisions according to the, guy, uh, to the Bible. Uh, here, here are the building blocks. I'm going to start with all the blocks. I'm going to focus on the bottom row today, though. Um, so the bottom row is uh, where, you, where you start. Prayer is the top block, and you start there, but it's not the only thing. There's a foundation for making wise decisions. The bottom row shows the need to learn and do God's general will. And uh, this faith and obedience are on the corners, and personal integrity, which is living out the faith and obedience to God, is in the center. And this provides the foundation for knowing 
the will of God. The middle row is when we start to look for God's specific will, when you face a decision, you need the help of wise counsel, and you need to think clearly about that. You need to come up with the pros and cons. You need to do your own thinking about that and go to God. And then the top block is when you listen to God's voice and learn how he leads. This this prayer and promptings. So you're, 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 every decision that is not a command in scripture is subjective somewhat. You're, you're, it's going to be a judgment call for you. And you need to uh, make that judgment call by the grace of God and trust him in faith. There's never uh, not a need for faith in the world. And um, when we make snap decisions without thinking it through, it's like taking that top box off and rolling it like dice. <laughs> it's, it's taking a, a real chance because it's so tempting under pressure to pray and just go with your gut, go with what you want to do. But that's, that's not wise. So you start here at, on the bottom row, and that's a solid foundation that allows you to learn God's general will and his ways in Scripture. This is one really good reason to get into the Bible every day so that you can soak up the truth of God so that you can learn his will and his ways because they are totally not native to us. <laughs> I, I have... Very different reflexes than what you find in Scripture. So I want to look now at the guidelines God's given us. And these provide a sweeping context and framework in which we should live out our lives to fulfill God's purpose for us. So in Scripture, you find the major directives for God's people. And they're God's great guidelines for his people. First of all, the great mandate. Genesis 1, 27, 28 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So this is the great mandate right here. And the great mandate shows us that people should multiply, <laughs> develop families. The seeds of family life are here in this. And they should, the seeds of societies, cultures are here, technology. And we do these things to bring the earth under control. That's, that's our assignment as men and women, <laughs> to bring our little patch of the world under control. I had a systematic theology press professor in seminary, he used to say, Get dominion. I, I liked him. He, he kind of sounded like Jimmy Stewart. And, you know, get dominion. So anyway, that's, that's the point. <laughs> um, this mandate gives meaning to the mundane. And it should motivate us to be faithful even with the most boring responsibilities like doing the dishes, taking out the trash. I was just pulling weeds last week. 
and it happens a lot. Weeds keep growing. It's painful and mundane, but very satisfying when you step back and look at the beautiful garden that you've weeded. Very satisfying <clears throat> because when we're doing this kind of thing, we're fulfilling the great mandate. God has given meaning to the mundane. And so we're bringing our little patch of the earth under control. So for decision-making, this means that mundane responsibilities are good and right. So I don't make a decision to bail on them and be unfaithful. I need to be faithful to pull the weeds in my garden. Second great guideline is the great commandment. Matthew uh, 22, 37 through 40. And he, Jesus, said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love the na your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The great commandment gives us boundaries for relationships. In basketball, there's a line in which uh, the game is played. If you're inside that line, you're in bounds. If you're outside, you're out of bounds. Players do everything they can to stay in bounds. The great commandment is the general guideline for what is in bounds in relationships. For decision making, it means that I must treat everyone in love, which means I treat them in their best interests before God. That, that's what I did. So the next great guideline is the Great Commission. The Great Commission that Jesus gave his first followers provides the framework for how he wants us to invest our lives. If we're not operating in this framework, we're spending our lives, not investing them. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. This is Jesus speaking, commissioning his disciples his first followers, who, the, those who became apostles. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. For decision-making, here's what this means. While the mundane is meaningful... And love is my obligation to all. God expects me to live for more. So I team together with the church to do its work of making and training disciples of the nations. This means that we live with a wide angle lens that brings a ton of meaning to our lives as it provides the framework for our lives that we live within. And it brings the blessing of God if we live within it. So here's, here's a comparison. This picture on the left, it shows it was taken with an iPhone 6 and, you know, Phones, they're better now, but you still can't get everybody in the frame. That was pick, take, taken with a, a GoPro. But the narrow angle lens cuts people out. The picture on the left was narrow, on the right, wide angle. If we don't factor the Great Commission into our decisions, then we miss what matters to God.
The wide angle lens means that our decisions must fit within the broader framework of what we've been commissioned to do as Christ followers, make and train disciples. Our mission at CIV Ontario Ranch is inviting our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. And you do the same here. <laughs> um, you see these two things in our decision, uh, our mission statement. We invite our neighbors into our church to discover Christ. That's making disciples. And we are all changed as we experience Jesus through his life-changing community. We train disciples this way, and we learn together how to obey all that he's commanded me. We, we team together as a church community to make and grow disciples. If we make decisions without keeping the Great Commission in mind, we miss God's purpose in our decisions and also the blessing that goes with doing his will. Final great guideline, the great purpose. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. The, the great purpose provides the screen or the filter for our choices. It's the motivation for our decisions and choices that we make. It, it asks Will I glorify God as I'm choosing this? For decision-making, this means that I must do only what will glorify God and refuse to do what detracts from his glory. So I, I choose God's glory over all other motives and ambitions. That's the heart of this passage. We must make sure that this specific decision that's right in front of me fits the framework of God's will if we want the blessing of God on our lives. If we're going to discover God's specific will in a given decision, we must first know, get to know God's ways as they're revealed in Scripture. Psalm 103. 3 7 says he made his ways known to Moses his deeds to the people of Israel behind the acts of God are the ways of God or the patterns by which he operates and we need to get familiar with those in scripture we can soak it in we can soak in scripture we can understand his uh, ways through that and that really helps us live a life that brings glory to God. There is much guidance that flows from understanding God's ways. I, I have never regretted doing God's will, but I've definitely regretted not doing it at times. The ways of God are found in the word of God. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's ways are the, the path through the dark jungle of life. I, I've learned that I can't trust me. I, I'm, I tend toward selfishness. It's in my heart. It's embedded in my heart. I want my way. I deserve it, I think. And I'm willing to hurt you to get, get my way. That's embedded in all of our hearts. So my, my heart tends to cloud my judgment. So I, I, I can't trust myself. This means that it's crucial for me to refuse to make snap decisions. I need to slow down. And you need to slow down and let God walk with you and I through a decision and seek his will as 
our main concern. I must get to know God's general will, the bottom row of the blocks, that I can discover through the scriptures. And I can get familiar with the ways of God, so I make choices and decisions that line up with how he operates. That's really, really important. So if, if you don't know the will of God, the ways of God, you, you can talk to a more mature believer that you trust in the congregation, and that's a way you can draft off their maturity. <laughs> it's because teachability is the only real shortcut in life. So I, I was struck as I read the end of Colossians one day in my devotions. Paul typically wraps up his letters and uh, with greetings from his teammates in the ministry. And there's some real gold in the comments that he makes offhand. <laughs> um, he says that Ephesus, a Colossian, is always struggling, agonizing, on behalf of the Colossians for two things. That they would stand mature and that they would be fully assured of the will of God. That's how important it is to know the will of God and to choose it and to follow him as you do. It, it is crucial to make the will of God our main concern. It's the path to blessing of God in the midst of the pressure that we experience in life. So I'd like to suggest some next steps to you. Um, here are my suggestions. God may have said something else to you as I've walked through this message. But here, here are a couple of my suggestions. Get to know God's will and his ways by reading the Bible daily. Get into it. Soak it in. Try to figure it out. Um, what his will is and how he operates. And then another step would be choose to start cooperating with God's purpose right now. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your blessing on our lives, for your grace that allows us the freedom to choose, but you still love us. You pursue us, and you love us, God. And I thank you so much for the, the way that you have poured out your grace and love into our hearts. And I pray that, Father, we, we would want to return that love to you and do that by following your will for our lives. Thank you, God, for your kindness to me, and I just pray your blessing on all of us today. In the name of Jesus, amen.
joining us and uh, we'll see you next week for some breakfast and church around with the little tables uh, if you could grab your chairs and help us uh, stack them back on those carts that would be amazing thank you <laughs>